2: the one fab day wedding podcast
3: welcome to episode 24 of the one fab day wedding podcast your weekly dose of wedding inspiration and information we've had so much fun in recent weeks talking about speeches honeymoons bridesmaid dress shopping budgeting and lots more so if you're new to the show be sure and go back and give those episodes a listen
0: now often the most valuable advice you receive about your wedding comes from a couple who've been married for a while and have a clear memory of what really mattered on the big day and crucially what didn't. And that's exactly the kind of wisdom we're hoping to hear in this week's episode. We'll be chatting to married couple Joey and Liam 365 days after they tied the knot to learn all about their big day and what if anything they'd change about it. I'm very
3: excited because I love it
0: when we have a real couple in the studio. Yes, it's it my always, fave. Uh, adds a bit of romance to proceedings
3: and i'm very excited because the last time we had a real couple they were in the planning stages so now i get to ask them things like what happened after the wedding and uh you know did they have the post-wedding blues all of that stuff
0: yep we'll be taking things full circle One Fab Day
3: Expert Wedding Tips. Here at the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast, we love to share our painstakingly accumulated wedding knowledge with you. And today's episode is no different. Claire, it's your
0: turn to serve up an essential tip. What have you got for us? So this is one that we've alluded to a few times before but I think is worth saying here is to have some playlists ready and downloaded on your phone and on someone else's ahead of your big day. So this could be for moments like your pre-wedding playlist when you're getting ready, uh, pre-ceremony, so the bit where everyone's gathered but you might be running a bit late, drinks reception, dinner and maybe pre-band so maybe after you finish dinner but the band are setting up or you're waiting for a DJ to arrive. For some weddings that could be an hour or too and it's better to not have a bit of a lull in the room so I think just anticipate the day the areas that might need a little music where you don't have professionals hired to do it so obviously it's great if you have ceremony Mm -hmm. musicians or drinks reception musicians they'll cover that time for you but if you don't have a professional there on the day it's good to have some playlists to hand and we've actually created a bunch of them on the site so if you hit our music tab over on the site or follow us on Spotify you'll get all of them there
3: Yeah, they are so handy and they are full
0: of banging tunes and good vibes. The One
3: Fab Date
0: Wedding Podcast. Over the past few months on the podcast, we've talked about almost every possible aspect of wedding planning, but it's easy to forget about the stuff that comes after the wedding. Namely, the marriage.
3: Well, today we're dissecting the idea of the honeymoon period with the help of a real-life newlywed couple. Joey and Liam have been married for exactly one year and they've very kindly agreed to pass on some of the things they've learned in the past 365 days. So thanks so much for coming in, guys. We should start at the beginning with how you guys met. I'm really (laughs) hoping for a very cute story, don't disappoint
2: (laughs) me. Liam and I met almost four years ago the day, it's, like, it's within a week it's of our anniversary, week, yeah. wow. um, basically I was living in London, Lean was coming to the end of, oh God, he didn't realise at the time, was coming to the end of a two year stay in London and my friend was made redundant, it was like a Wednesday and I said I'd, I'd come and help him clear out his desk and we sat in the park and had some pre cocktails and then we ended up going for drinks to help him sort of drown his sorrows. And at the end of the night, we got given wristbands to go to a nightclub called GAY Late. And we didn't know where it was and we went to the wrong place and eventually found where we were supposed to go. And we got into the queue and in front of us in the queue was Liam and his friend.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it.
2: Yeah, so we just we just kind of got chatting in the queue and had our first smooch.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Joey had quite a few drinks up until that point. So he started to become a little bold in a nightclub. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. a little different from his normal uh, persona. And
3: then um, seen missing and then
0: married. (laughs) So you guys did long distance for a while then?
1: We did. So I was in London for a working holiday visa for a period of two years. Now the company I worked for or was working for at the time tried to keep me on past the two years, which didn't eventuate. So um, Joey and I made a conscious decision to stay together in the hopes that we could reconnect Further down the line, once the visa situation was sorted out, but it didn't happen. So <laughs> I to stayed in Australia for I think it was a year since I left London before I made my way back to Europe. Joey came to visit in Australia for a couple of weeks. But then yeah, it was a good solid nine months, I think, before I came back.
2: So we were we were hoping that we would be able to pick things up in London again. but it didn't work out that way, so In the meantime, uh, my family inherited a house in Ashburn, in County Mead. And so I moved home from London and we kind of figured that might be a good place to to set up camp. And Liam came over from Australia then in November 2016. And yeah, we kind of just went from there. And we were just trying to reach a a point where we could both live and work in the same country, which proved a little bit more challenging than maybe we, we thought at the start. So it was a lot of over and back and Liam was coming in and out of the country on kind of holiday visas and having some difficult conversations with security <laughs> at, at airports. And <laughs> I went over to Australia twice as well in that time. So we were just looking at the different options in terms of how we could stay together. And we went and we met an immigration officer and he advised us to pursue this visa called de facto marriage visa. Is it a de facto yeah, relationship yeah. visa? So it's basically you're living as married but not necessarily married. Mm. So we did try that and it was like, Huge amount of paperwork. Mm. It like was
1: our entire backlog of WhatsApp conversations, oh any tickets we had bought together, just proof of us sort of being in a relationship for the past two years.
0: That's
2: so invasive. Yeah, super invasive. And, and then we got rejected <laughs> twice. Yeah. <laughs> so,
3: I would argue uh, there's no time for them to go through all of that information yeah. anyway.
2: I think basically we had to be able to prove that we had lived in the same house for 18 months okay. together, which we. Which we kind of really couldn't do because Liam was only being let into the country on, on three months stints, so it was going to take a very long time to get to a point where we could we could provide the receipts for that. So that was kind of, I suppose, in a way, what led us to our decision to get married. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, romantic, yeah, romantic. Yeah. I mean, it
2: was it was definitely it was definitely born of necessity. And but it you just wouldn't was,
0: have gone to all that effort if you didn't like each other. Yeah, absolutely. But
2: also, it just came down to like this was the this was the only way, option we really had in terms of living and working in the same country. So yeah. I don't think we would have got married as soon as we did if it wasn't going to make our lives easier in a very practical way. But obviously it was still a very happy occasion. But
3: if <laughs> just put a fire under you, I suppose, for something that would have happened anyway further yeah. down the line. Yeah. I mean,
1: uh, At that time um, in Australia, same-sex marriage was definitely not a thing. They were still toying around with the idea of a, uh, a plebiscite. So... Yeah, really, getting married in Ireland was was the only option for us. Um, and like you said, yeah, did put a fire under us uh, and push us towards getting married. I mean, it was something that we definitely wanted to do, but probably not as soon as we <laughs> planned.
0: And was there a proposal?
2: There wasn't really. <laughs>
1: no, I, I feel like the whole process and the stress of just trying to be together kind of removed that whole romantic aspect, mm. which is a little disappointing.
2: I mean, there was a very sort of pragmatic conversation about it. (laughs) And then we decided to tell our friends and and family. And we did have like a little celebration, I suppose, uh, to mark the decision being made. But uh, no, there was no kind of down on one knee moment.
3: Well, it's always a decision. It's just usually there is like, you know, accessories to the decision, like someone's on a boat or at the top of a mountain or whatever. But it's the
0: same thing. It's basically
3: essentially the same thing.
0: So tell us about your wedding
2: we got married exactly a year ago this week again so it was like I was like close to our our three year anniversary in terms of when we first met and it was June 2018 and yeah sorry (laughs) (laughs) and yeah it was it was a great day I suppose In a way, we didn't want to pretend like it was something that we had been planning for a long time. So we decided this was not to undermine it, but I suppose just to kind of take away the seriousness or the kind of inauthentic romantic sense that we had been planning this for a long time. And we kind of made it a kind of a themed occasion. So it was prom themed. It was quite a modest affair compared to some of the weddings that I've been to (laughs) the last few years. Uh, (laughs) But I suppose we didn't. Time was kind of of the essence, like we didn't want to prolong the process of having to go back and forth between Australia and Ireland. So we kind of made a decision to get married within nine months Mm. after we first decided to do it. And we kind of set the date so that Liam's mum would be able to travel from Australia.
3: And did you consider doing like a really super low key thing where you literally just like went to the registry office and then went for a drink and went home. Did that ever come into it? Or did you always know you wanted to have a bit of a hoolie?
2: Initially, we thought we might do something very small. A couple of friends of ours got married maybe two years ago and then saved for two years and planned and, and had a much bigger occasion then down the line. But Liam's mum was adamant that she was coming for the, for the <laughs> wedding. And my sister really wants to come home from Toronto. So then it was going to be my family, Liam, and his mum and my sister and her boyfriend. We just decided that we might as well make a bit of an occasion of it and um, it kind of built then from there to a slightly bigger thing than maybe we had initially planned. But by no means a big production.
1: No. no, it was it was quite comfortable, I felt. And it didn't feel grandiose in any way, but it was like the love was there, which is really good. I felt really special. Oh,
3: well, like you guys. <laughs> uh, how, so how did the day plan out then? So did you start with the ceremony with family?
2: We did, yeah. So okay. we <laughs> went to the registry office in the morning. It was just... Me and my family, Liam, and his mum. And then it was a really gorgeous sunny day. Probably the
1: hottest day. It's one of the hottest of, days of uh, the year. Irish summer last yeah.
2: year. I think mm-hmm. Liam's mum has a very <laughs> skewed idea of what <laughs> weather is like in Ireland. So I think it rained once the whole three weeks that she was here. And then we went and had like a kind of a smallish dinner in Locke's restaurant. Oh, I love that place. Which is yeah. lovely. In was kind of really like gorgeous. a little private dining room, which was really great. And then I suppose in the evening we had a kind of a, a bigger thing for. Um, friends and family Mm. so we had the party in the commercial rowing club in in Chicor and it was prom themed as I said which was really cool so we went from the dinner to a hotel that we were staying in town and then went to get set up for the party. And a few things went wrong along the way. <laughs> so, like we had ordered, I'd ordered a, a cake. Uh, I won't mention the, the bakery. <laughs> but they they forgot to bake it. Uh, so and oh. my dad my dad turned up at the bakery to collect it, and they were like, "Oh, this has been incorrectly logged for tomorrow." Uh, so the cake was probably baked that that night, or maybe it wasn't. But uh, there was no cake. So they they very kindly gave us a, a substitute cake, which was like a, a, strawberry, a strawberry shortcake. Cake.
3: <laughs>
1: It was delicious.
3: I mean, on you know, theme, like, like, sort um, of.
2: Yeah. And we were trying to go big with the prom decor. Uh, and then, so I had lots of, kind of ordered in lots of balloons. And then we got to like inflating the balloons and the, the helium canister was empty. Oh, no. So uh, there was no helium. <laughs> there was something had leaked or something and it had gone wrong. So we had to just kind of blow up the, the balloons and sort of try and drape them across
1: the room. <laughs> uh, oh. <and>
3: so, <laughs> I have to ask were the guests invited to wear prom themed outfits?
1: They were. I feel very much Joey's core group of friends kind of run with the theme anyway. So if there's any kind of mention of a theme, you don't really need to push them very hard at all to kind <laughs> of get them Just the statement of the theme is enough. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. Yeah, prom theme in the uh, email header and off they go and get their bits and bobs. But it's a uh, fun
3: one to work with. Yeah. I'm imagining a lot of poodle skirts.
1: Yeah, very much so. Poodle skirts and crimped hair, a lot of neon. Yeah, it was very good.
0: Love it. And how did you guys find the planning process? Was it as straightforward as you had expected it to be?
1: Joey did the majority of the planning, I feel. Obviously, me being from Australia, I wouldn't have kind of a foothold on to contact and uh, the things to look up in regards to weddings. I think I handled the lunch on the day of the ceremony but um, everything else was you I feel.
2: It was yeah it was hard because at that stage Liam was, was still in, in Australia and those two years going back and forth was tough Liam wasn't able to work here so I suppose he had gone home to, to work for a few months in Melbourne so I suppose I did quite a bit of the planning here and I suppose I have a better knowledge of to various different venues and suppliers and stuff in Dublin mm-hmm. just by virtue of living here and working in events myself. Yeah, I had a kind of an idea of what we wanted to do. I wanted to find a venue that was going to be accessible. One of my, one of my close friends is in, is in a wheelchair that would let us bring in our own band and decorate the place ourselves. We were really lucky, I think, with the venue that we had at the Rowan Mm -hmm. Club, because it was so warm that day. I think if we'd been in a hotel function room, we might have like perished. Mm -hmm. But to be on the the river in Ninchikor was was really cool. Mm -hmm. The venue was so pleasant to deal with. And I suppose we didn't have a lot of money to put into the wedding. And we weren't able to provide everyone with like a slap of meal, let alone have like iced swan.
3: Yeah, <laughs> statues or,
2: <laughs> uh, or party favours even and, and stuff. so, so we, I suppose we wanted to make it a really fun night and that was part of the idea I suppose behind the theme was, was to make it a fun um, celebration for people to come to so one of my close friends is in a band called Tensi and Bebe I think they may have played it. You're, you're they really did yeah
0: they're great stealing ideas <laughs> from,
2: from you but uh, so we booked them to play I mean they're quite prom Adjacent, yeah. uh, they played kind of 90s big band covers of uh, 90s hits. And another friend of mine, Eva McEwain, runs a project called Sing Along Social. Previous
0: podcast guest? Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> and she's phenomenal. So, yeah, so we had like a full set by Denshin Bebe. We had Sing Along Social. And we, Liam and I got to decide what songs we were singing along to, which is fun. I'm trying to whittle it down to 10 choices. <laughs> and, um, then we just had like a, a playlist as well and we had sort of just finger food. But it was great. In some ways, it would have been great to have more of Liam's family and friends. Mm. And I think, unfortunately, I suppose we we, didn't, we weren't able to give people enough notice maybe to travel. We, we had hoped at one stage that a few more of Liam's family would be able to come over, but it, it didn't work out that way. We said at the time that we had kind of justification to have a celebration in Melbourne. And Liam's yeah. dad is also living in Bali as well, so maybe we
0: can't. Three weddings, celebration. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wedding. yeah. And did you guys, over the course of the planning, have any disputes or disagreements or did you learn anything new about each other?
1: I think I learned that Joey loves a spreadsheet. <laughs> um, and if there's something that needs to be organised, a new spreadsheet will be opened. Um, there was definitely people who were coming to the wedding that I'd never met. Yeah, meeting people for the very first time on your wedding night is kind of a little bit daunting. But I guess that's part and parcel. Yeah,
2: there was definitely an imbalance there, I suppose, in terms of who was attending the wedding. Like Liam had met a lot of my friends and we we do share a lot of mutual friends in Dublin. But like my entire extended family were there and it was like Liam was represented with his mum. She was fantastic and she really embraced the theme she went in charity shops in Dublin mm. looking for the perfect prom dress <laughs> <laughs> and Amazing. she she got on with everyone and, and introduced herself to everyone and was dancing up a storm on the dance floor yeah. as well but yeah I suppose there was a little bit of, a, of an Im- imbalance there in terms of who was in attendance I suppose I felt a little bit more of a responsibility in terms of the admin and checking in to make sure people knew where the venue was and mm. various aunts and uncles happy
3: always important yes, problem. Uh, I think a lot of couples are very interested in the kind of wedding that you had in that it was more modest than like a three day blowout in a country house or whatever and it had different guest lists based on different stages but there's not really a blueprint there like there is with other types of weddings you kind of have to make it up yourselves what you want to do Mm. would you have any advice for people who are thinking about doing that or is there any mistakes you made do you think that you would like to pass on
2: I think people can get very worked up over the planning of weddings. I've seen a couple of people get very worked up over planning of weddings, and I think it would be such a shame to not enjoy the day because you're so stressed about it. And and we didn't have all the the trimmings and the bells and whistles that some people might have, but we had a great day, and we both really enjoyed the day. I mm, think, and definitely. I think like I've had people say to us that it was like a particularly fun wedding for them, and so like I really love the fact that we've moved away from this this very sort of cookie cutter wedding that I would have gone to as a child. And it was a really fairly rigid template in terms yeah. of how the day would would, would go. And I, I really like that we've moved away from that. And I really enjoy when I go to a wedding and it's sort of stamped with the personality of the couple. And there's a, something a little unexpected or something, a little bit of a twist to it. So, mm. yeah, I think that sometimes people put pressure on themselves or they feel this is an expectation to deliver this big production and think people might enjoy themselves just as much if you kind of scale it back and just do what you want.
0: And you guys got married on Pride weekend, am I right? We yes. did, yeah. Was that deliberate? It wasn't. <laughs>
2: it wasn't actually, but um, it worked out well um, because our day two, again, which we didn't really have any sort of expenditure for, was the Pride Parade. So we, we just invited people to come and meet us in town during the Dublin Pride. And again, it was a glorious sunny day. Mm. So we sat in St. Patrick's Park and we were very lucky. We were, our friend, arranged for us to go on the Dublin bus, Pride bus. Oh, cool. Um, which was cool. So we got to, there was like a DJ on the bus and we had a really silly fun, kind of changing the lyrics of all songs to, <laughs> to Dublin bus and just screeching out the Amazing. windows at people and as, as we drove through the city centre. It
1: was a really good follow-up day. really yeah. nice day too. Yeah, really nice vibes, actually. Everyone was kind of very chill, in a good mood, obviously, because of the Pride. I don't think we could have planned a, a better day too ourselves. So it was kind of... Really fortuitous.
3: And Joey, I know you did some work on the marriage equality referendum campaign. Did that make the day all the more meaningful?
1: It did. Yeah.
2: Like I suppose it's kind of crazy that in four years ago, I suppose we would have had no no option because there was no gay marriage in Australia. There was no gay marriage here, so I suppose I don't know what we would have would have done. I suppose we would have probably had to slog at the de facto. I haven't looked into it enough. Maybe the civil partnership might have been an option for us. It was significant, I suppose. It was like very nice to be able to celebrate with all my family and people who maybe when I was a teenager and sort of coming out, I would have been a little bit concerned about how they might have perceived me or or my relationships. So it was it was really special to be able to to celebrate with family and friends. And it would be nice at some point, I think, in the future to to try and do something similar with Liam's family and friends in in Melbourne and Mm -hmm. in Bali, just as a way of, I suppose, involving other people in the celebration of our relationship and, and to mark Marcus with them and in the way that we marked
1: it with my friends and family here. And now we actually can in Australia, thankfully. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Obviously, you didn't have the full like lead-in in the way that maybe like a whole palaver of a wedding might have. But did you have a bit of a post-wedding come down? Were you sad or were you relieved that it was over?
1: Probably more relief, I think. Pretty much... A, in that same week, uh, following the wedding, we had an appointment with the immigration officer at the Ashburn Garda station, just filling out forms and finalising the spousal visa, getting all the documents and numbers correct.
0: Again, more romance. <laughs> more romance, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: And then from then, yeah, it was pretty straightforward. A week later, I, I was given the, uh, the identity card and wow. permission to work. I mean, that was in itself... A huge relief. The entire back and forth of me travelling between Australia and Ireland for the previous two years had, you know, amounted to this, and it was, yeah, fabulous. I think we celebrated with a
3: carvery.
1: Uh, <laughs> so I, I yeah, I'd, I'd never had a carvery before in my life, so we kind of marked the occasion That's with a carvery. the
0: abbreviation?
2: It was kind of crazy how, in terms of the before and after of the wedding, there was a really tangible difference to our lives because um, it just made things so much easier for Mm -hmm. us. It was like there was a really day to day difference in terms of uh, our relationship. And it kind of blew my mind, I suppose, just how straightforward it was after. Like we just had to get married and then things were so straightforward. As Liam said, within a couple of weeks, he had his card and was legally able to stay and work in in Ireland for, for, I think, up to three years and then it gets reviewed again. I think in that sense, it was a huge relief because there were times, some really tricky times in the two years in the run up where I probably did consider th- throwing in the towel and got quite frustrated and I suppose disenchanted with the system here and, and, and the process of trying to stay together. Mm. Um so, yeah, it was a huge relief in, in terms of that. And, and, and I suppose it, it, our life in the last year has been so quite different to, Very much to, so. to how it was in, in the run up to the wedding.
0: Yeah, obviously a lot of couples find the first year of marriage challenging, but you guys I guess, had your challenges before you were married? Yeah,
1: I feel like um, since we got married, it's just kind of been in, in cruise control. We've kind of had that, that freedom to do... Romantic. <laughs>
3: uh, There's a theme here. Yeah. You but can like, finish <laughs> the interview off with like a Yates <laughs> poem or something if you want. No, but we do have that
1: freedom to do the things... That we couldn't do before. Mm. So it's almost like, not that we're playing catch up, but.
2: Well, I suppose in a, in a way we are. I suppose we get to go. I mean, we didn't go on a honeymoon straight away because Liam's mum was, was still here mm. and she was trying to travel around Europe. So Liam and his mum were going to Scotland. So did I was you like, go on honeymoon? I don't want to go on a honeymoon with yeah, my so mum so.
1: on a uh, honeymoon. <laughs> so I <laughs> sat that
2: one out. But like previously we weren't able to to leave the country or go on a holiday because every time Liam came here on holiday visa, it's a single entry visa. So you can't mm. leave or then you might not be left back in and we learned that the hard way um, we went like the first day Liam got here we flew out to Reykjavik yeah mm. um, and no. then on the way back they were like you can't come back in so yeah we can go on holiday together now which is which is real luxury yeah. is-
3: I'm always really um, interested to know um, when my friends get married like if anything has changed and obviously for you guys things change logistically quite significantly because you're in the same place mm-hmm. did anything change relationship wise
2: yeah, well, like I suppose there was a shift in, in the, d- the dynamic because previously when Liam was here, he wasn't able to work, so he I was out quite a lot during the day, and Liam was kind of stranded in this <laughs> bustling metropolis of Ashland. <laughs> uh, so I suppose we did have to get into a new rhythm then, in terms of us both working, and I suppose we worked different hours, and we were It definitely was a marked in a, a new chapter in, in the relationship. I think
1: mm. the period that we were together was longer than the, the three month visa that I'd previously uh, lived there for, so that was.
0: Were you nervous you'd get to month four and be sick of each other? <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> I'd, no. I think I'd figured out enough about Joey at that stage. <laughs>
2: He'd come to terms with all my flaws. Like, yeah,
1: um, I got new to you
2: in three months' stints. Your quirks. Also, I think we I really should say that we were like I said. It sounds like maybe like we're whinging about the system <laughs> and how difficult it was first. But like we were so fortunate to have like amazing support network mm. in um, both here and, and in Australia and. Uh, Like, I don't know if we would have made it uh, to the to the altar um, without the support of of our family and friends um, who, I suppose, made a a slightly stressful situation so much, so much easier to Mm. to manage.
3: And apart from the fact that obviously you're in the same place now, uh, what is the best thing about being married to each other? Liam, (laughs) I'll let you go first. (laughs) I'll
1: let Joey go first.
2: I think the best thing about being married and sort of living together is like, being a team, and there are definitely a lot of strengths that Liam has that I don't have. Okay. So, like at the moment, we're we're in the process of um about to tackle my aunt's house and try and do it up. And yeah. Liam definitely has the the practical skills that I lack in terms of yeah. that sort of stuff. I also benefit. Liam has a <laughs> a weekly. <laughs> Instagram post called <laughs> Sunday Sambo. A uh, good follow. Oh, uh, <laughs> <Sunday laughs> it's a, a and, delicious uh, looking follow, yeah. Uh, Liam is a trained chef, so I get to enjoy the stuff that he cooks up in the kitchen, which is really great. Uh, so there's definitely lots of things in the dynamic now that I would lack if I was flying solo.
1: I think Joey is an incredible companion. It's really nice just to have that constant support, love, and just to have that someone who gets your quirks. I'm I'm quite OCD in some some circumstances, but Joey just kind of accepts that. And
2: uh, I'm quite messy and sloppy, which is, <laughs> makes us a great team. <laughs> yeah, The,
1: the uh, original odd couple. Um, no, but it's really good to have that someone in your life who's accepting of of all your quirks and inadequacies, as it were. But um, just knowing that he's always there and able to help me out when I'm stuck and for advice and just be a general life partner, I think it's yeah, it's really good.
0: So finally have you guys got any anniversary plans?
1: There is a plan for this Saturday coming which will mark the actual year anniversary. Um which happens to coincide with Dublin Pride. Um
0: That's handy that that'll be your anniversary every year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you'll yeah. never get to <laughs> forget.
1: Absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, we do have a kind of anniversary picnic planned uh, in the afternoon. Hopefully the weather holds out. I don't know if it will.
2: <laughs> and we're also going to stay in the same hotel that we stayed in last year, the Alex yeah. Hotel. Nice. Some of our friends paid for two nights for us in during the wedding weekend last year. So we're going back there.
1: It's going to become a tradition, I feel.
2: And then we're going to go and see the Rocky Horror Picture Show, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> which <fun>. is Lena's <laughs> favourite uh, film. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go see the stage production of it with uh, some guy from Blue. The boy band blue. <laughs> is <Blue. Duncan. laughs> Frankenfurters, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think we'll have, we'll have a few little celebrations.
3: Probably turn into an anniversary week. And just before we go, I wanted to ask you if you could talk to the previous you, the you who is at the very start of the engagement and give them advice in relation to either wedding planning or relationships, what would you tell them? double check with the baker maybe that the cake <laughs> was going to be yeah. ready. I mean,
2: I think, like I, I, I maybe I shouldn't have said, mentioned all those things that I wrong. But I think for me, like those things didn't matter because the main thing was that like Liam and I were together and mm. we didn't get stressed about it. We just got on with it. That's the thing I think as well is just don't sweat the small stuff. And I mean, people are going to have it. Like, I think if you give people some nice food, have some nice music, people are going to have a good time. I wouldn't waste too much energy stressing about it what card mm. what weight you're going to use for the invitations mm. uh, and the little details. Maybe if, if you really enjoy <laughs> those sort of <laughs> finer points and also just to enjoy the day. Like I, w- I would hate if the day had come and gone and I found that I was just a, a ball of stress or didn't enjoy it or let those things that just are beyond your control ruin the day for me. The main thing was that we had each other and that we were surrounded by people that we love and who had helped us get to that point. And that was was the most important thing.
1: And supported us the whole way. I guess from my point of view, it would be uh, a little different because I'm an international and, you know, going through all the documentation and uh, the the process and filling out forms and that sort of thing. Yeah, my advice would just be to take it easy, dot every I, cross every T. (laughs) Make sure you read everything. It is a process, but there is a reason why those processes are in place. And it's easy to get frustrated and lose the focus and kind of give up. But like Joey said, if you've got that really close support base, I think you can make it through anything, really. And myself, especially being, you know, back and forth for two years and essentially not having a home or a permanent home. Yeah, it was just really nice to have. That support group helping me through.
3: It was worth the paperwork. Yeah, <laughs> definitely.
1: I remember buying ink at, you know, 10.30 at night for the printer. You know, whole reams of paper. Just printing off <laughs> WhatsApp, WhatsApp conversations. conversations. <laughs> oh That's thrilling reams oh <laughs> for someone in the Department of Justice.
0: <laughs> That's, um, what do you want for dinner? Want Will you get me? Are you
1: awake? <laughs> Question mark.
0: Thank you so much for coming in, guys. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much for having us. Thank you
3: happy anniversary
1: cheers Yay.
3: happy pride and if you like the sound of Liam's Instagram account all about sandwiches you should because it is quite a good follow uh, you can get him at at Sunday Sambos on Instagram
0: one fab day listener dilemmas each week on the podcast we turn our full attention to one of your wedding planning issues and try to offer a few helpful solutions Selena, I believe you've chosen this week's dilemma Yes, I have. So
3: this listener sent in an email
0: and she wrote,
3: We're planning on having three bridesmaids, my best friend, my sister, and one of my fiancé's two sisters. How can I ask one sister without offending the other? We can't afford to have another bridesmaid and we don't get on that well. Plus, I don't think it's really her kind of thing either, but I want her to feel included. I thought maybe she could be an usher, but we're getting married in a registry office, so it's not really necessary. Do you have any suggestions?
0: Well I imagine if you're not that close with her and you're close with the other sister she's probably aware of that and it won't be a big surprise if you ask one and not the other.
3: Especially if you get the vibe from her that she's not into the whole bridal party scene because you know some people aren't and that's totally grand. Mm -hmm. I don't think to be honest anyone ever expects to be invited into a wedding party and if they do and they don't end up getting that invite (laughs) they tend to keep it to themselves so I wouldn't worry about that aspect.
0: Yeah it's similar to a group of friends they'll be a couple of you who are closer than others and it's totally fair enough and no one gets put out by it.
3: Mm. It's a really nice idea though that you want to include her Mm. and I would say like maybe a reading during the ceremony could be really nice Um, or I mean possibly a speech dependent on how close she is with your fiancé. Maybe if they have a very close relationship that would be better because she could talk about him as opposed to you.
0: Yeah, I think a reading or asking her to make a toast is a nice way to have her lend her voice to the day. Likewise, if there's any other tasks you can think of or just lean on her a little bit throughout the planning. So just because one of them is a bridesmaid doesn't mean you can't invite both of them along to maybe a dress fitting or a menu tasting or something like that.
3: And just make sure you remember her when it comes to pre-wedding events like hen mm-hmm. parties or like rehearsal dinners or anything like that that you've got planned because you don't want to leave her out just because the other sister's kind of taken care of in the bridal party.
0: Now I love this man and there's no way that I'm going to give him up to some two-faced big-haired food critic. Now for something that's not your wedding.
3: Let's face it wedding planning can sometimes be a big old pain in the behind and when you're feeling overwhelmed it's a good idea to reward yourself for all your hard work so far with a little bit of downtime.
0: Now Claire is providing some inspiration on that front this week aren't ya? I am. It's my new favourite TV show that I think everyone should watch. It's called Shrill. So it's been out for a few months. It stars A.D. Bryant and it's based on the Lindy West book of the same name. And it's really, really good. It's only six episodes long, so you can binge through it in a night or, you know, take your time if you're more disciplined than I am. And yeah, it's just this really good feel good show that's all about acceptance.
3: Uh, I haven't seen the show yet But I'm very excited But I did read Lindy West's book And I loved it Oh I haven't read it I must um, Oh we did it backwards <laughs> Opposite ways um, But yeah uh, I Just from you talking about it In the office I'm really excited about it It sounds sort of In the vein of Girls Which is a TV show I really liked Yeah But maybe a little bit more Mainstream
0: It's a lot more Inclusive I would say Or diverse okay. Than Girls Great um, It's definitely about the Millennial lifestyle A bit Um, less niche then Because that was a very specific group of women As much as they were fascinating You know I didn't
3: really relate to any of them No
0: yeah it's definitely a lot more approachable I think And I certainly felt seen watching it And I'm sure a lot of you will too And crucial question Is there going to be another season? Yes they've already announced it And hopefully it's longer than six episodes Because I'm used to US sitcoms That have like 22-24 episodes per season So I need more That's great news
3: though. I only will take on a show if I know it's been renewed often because I want... Yeah, what's the point in investing? I want that sweet, sweet, bingeable series action. This sounds great. I can't wait to watch it. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. That's a wrap on episode 24 of the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. We can't thank you enough for joining us. If you've got suggestions for the show or you'd like to submit a dilemma, please do drop us a line. You can email us at hello at OneFabDay.com or DM us on social. We're at OneFabDay on all the major social
0: channels. And don't forget to rate and review the podcast on iTunes if you haven't already. We also love it if you can send a link to anyone you know who might benefit from listening. This really helps our podcast grow, so we really, really appreciate it. And if you still need some wedding planning information and inspiration, click over to onefabday.com. Selena and I are hard at work over there, posting multiple new features every single day with up to the minute tips and advice.
2: The Onefab Day Wedding Podcast.